0: The music industry has been hit hard by the pandemic, of course. No live music events to attend, which a recent report shows has helped with the decline in revenue of $280 million in just half a year, and that the music industry will likely not recover to pre-COVID levels until at least 2023. It's all part of a report entitled The Impact of COVID-19 on Canadian Independent Music, which was conducted by Nordicity on behalf of the Canadian Independent Music Association. It shines a light on the various impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic on the Canadian independent music sector and to speak more to it, please to welcome to the program Tim Podisik, owner of Onion Records, located in Hamilton and is the chair of the Canadian Independent Music Association. Tim, thanks for the time. Thank you. So, yeah, maybe can you just talk a little bit about the independent music scene? Uh, you know, what was it like before COVID and how has it completely shifted? Are you seeing people almost no longer wanting to be a part of the music scene because they just don't know when things are going to get back to normal? Well, I mean,
1: you know, it was, it's, it's always a challenging business full of entrepreneurial people. So we, I mean, we, anybody who's in the independent music scene is, you know, on some level rolling the dice, it's never an easy go. It's quite a challenging business, but it's also a fun place to work every day. So there's trade off, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the stress of working in this business, but you know, it, there were challenges leading into the pandemic too, just with, you know, Spotify royalties and whatnot being, being low, uh, you know, Apple music as well. I don't want to just pick on Spotify, all the streaming services pay, uh, a paltry amount of money to artists, uh, who are the ones that are delivering the content for them to survive. So, um, it's, uh, and that's been, that's been challenging from, you know, pre COVID right. now, when we're, you know, in COVID, uh, one of the major sources of income for most independent artists, uh, if not all is the live business, uh, which is completely shuttered. So there really isn't a live business to be, to speak of at this point. And people have been pivoting to do streams, um, streaming, you know, to fans, but you can only really do a limited amount of those types of things. So that's probably like, honestly, one of the biggest impacts is just, you know, because uh, royalties on music sales are lower than they have been and pretty challenging to survive on for most independent artists. You need that live music stream, you know, um, the ability to sell merchandise and items and, you know, CDs and LPs like hard goods right right to customers, right when they're they're seeing you play live there's a lot of impulse buys that happen you know at that time and without you know the ability for artists to be able to get in front of people it's probably one of the biggest obstacles that they face
0: so is it the live scene is pretty much the the biggest influence here because you mentioned kind of the streaming services that's something that doesn't really you know it's not pandemic related that's just an ongoing problem that needs to be fixed but when we're talking pandemic related issues specifically it's got to be the the live music hit that's the biggest factor here?
1: It's it's definitely, I think the biggest factor, it's certainly the biggest factor for us. We run festivals, but we also like our artists are touring artists. So, and that, that business is just gone um you know and we were all very hopeful actually when the pandemic started that you know hopeful in the way that we thought oh well maybe the streaming numbers are going to go through the roof because people are all sitting at home with nothing to do um but the opposite was the fact Mm and streaming streaming numbers have are flat or if not down in a lot of services which is an odd one so you know that makes you think where are people streaming? so just anecdotally, I'm like, well, they must be streaming when they go to the, you know, the gym. I do when they go to work. Um, and people aren't doing those types of things. So they're, you know, finding other ways to keep their ears busy, I guess, so to speak. But that's, that's definitely a part of the challenge for sure. Um, the, the challenge with releasing music um, during this time, it's just, you know, normally, again, this is tied in with the live side. But if you release an album you tour it for a year to two and so then your sales continue for a year to two so now what we're seeing is when a record comes out at least i've seen this explicitly on a couple albums that we put out during the pandemic literally a month after the record comes out you know the sales just fall off a cliff um and they're done where normally we would see great sales for at least a year uh, after a record comes out because our artist is out in territories all over the world or even if it's just in Canada or North America they're visiting we're selling records to stores um and online to where the, where those artists travel and those artists are also selling directly to the fans when they're in those markets so and that's just gone.
0: With with this report saying it's going to take until twenty twenty three to get back to to pre COVID levels. Why do you think that uh, that time frame? It feels it feels really long. Um, like why do you think it's going to take so long for people to, I guess, have the confidence to to invest their money in in the music scene in Canada? What what does that time frame? It just seems like a long one.
1: Well, I think the independent labels that are able are investing money. We certainly are. Um, but we're also sitting on a glut of masters now that you know we need to release. But we also need to be very strategic. Where normally, you know, we'd have a certain amount of albums that would come out a year. Now I'm like double or triple that. But when do I put them out, and how do I do that with the existing staff that I have? I can't, you know, make my staff work two to three times as hard um, <clears throat> when we return out of COVID. So things will need to be staggered. Plus, there's also this huge fear out there in the industry that, you know, the, you know, whatever, well, let's call it a switch. When the switch gets turned on and COVID is over the volume of artists that have records that they've produced to come out is probably going to be overwhelming. So a lot of people are going to get lost in the shuffle. So things that would normally do much better because, you know, there's bandwidth for them to do that, um, are not. And then we also have to assume the consumer, only still has a certain amount of dollars to you know spend disposable income to spend to spend on music people can only consume so much and there's going to be a a huge amount of uh, music out there there's definitely going to be you know there'll be challenges for everybody so there's two elements i'm speaking to there one is having to postpone releases so that you know there isn't like a massive amount of records out at any given time and the other is Monetizing those records when they actually do come out is going to be challenging just because, you know, customers are are watching their pennies, right? We're all coming back from a horrible time and nobody's, for the most part, generalizing here. But no one's sitting on a mountain of cash that they want to spend on things as soon as COVID's over, (laughs) right? Everybody's Mm -hmm. going to be very strategic with their spending.
0: What challenges has COVID provided when it comes to actual recording? Like, have you continued to see a demand for artists wanting to to come into the studio and and record a record? And then, you know, what sorts of precautions do you have to make when inviting people into a studio? I imagine that's a bit of a complex process now.
1: It is. And I think that there was a time when, and there still is a time in certain territories where studios are closed. Um, You know, in Ontario, for example, I think there was three months, maybe four that they just weren't open, uh, for the most part. And when they were able to be open again, a lot of them couldn't open because they couldn't prepare themselves or wanted wanted to prepare themselves to be able to accept artists into um to record, right? So it's a you know, we've had a couple different scenarios where we have a record that was done recording but needed to be mixed, but, you know, normally manager artist would go into mix with the producer no people allowed, just the producer in a room, mixing the record, sending mixes, getting feedback that way. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that scenario. Um, there's some studios that are open and they're taking all the necessary precautions they need to with, you know, the hand washing stations, the wearing of, of uh, masks, when vocalists, you know, are doing vocal takes there's not that same situation and i haven't seen it yet anywhere where you could all go into a studio and and, uh, do a live take right that's just not happening you know what i mean so um so it's a different little bit of a different process and there's still lots of studios on not aren't open or haven't reopened because um because they're just afraid, right? There's still a, and that's, you got to respect that. If somebody's just not comfortable, you got to respect the fact they're not comfortable. Um, and, you know, everyone is different. So it's just something that comes with, uh, with the situation we're in right now.
0: Do you think that, uh, particularly as it relates to the independent music scene, that there's been enough support for artists? I mean, it feels like probably one of the things that hasn't really been a priority for our governments is to support uh, artists in general. Uh, you know, the art scene often takes a back seat, especially when we're talking about, you know, concerns over health care. Uh, has there been enough support? Probably not, I imagine, from your point of view.
1: Well it's challenging and I think you know artists uh, are able to get you know uh, most of them anyway if they're if they're at a certain level the wage subsidy is available to them um, the ones that have are again at a certain level that would have management have corporations and they're able to apply for the 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 corporate loans um, with the forgivable portion. So you know, there's those things that are available to them. Um, we're taking care of our artists that we have under our umbrella the best we can. If they're in need, we're we're looking out for them and trying to help them through tough times. You know, if they, can, if they can't pay their rent, and we have the ability and means to advance them some money to be able to do that, of course we're going to do that. And I think there's lots of even the you know the little mid-sized to larger independent companies that have the means. Uh, the people that I know for sure, which is a good deal of them in the yeah. country, uh, are all you know, are all looking out for their artists. So, you know, and that's that's because we have a really small, solid industry, and it's you know we all try to look out for one another but there aren't a lot of specific programs that 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 have been offered specifically to independent musicians directly from the federal government no
0: and and just building on that uh, you know that was one of the points that was made for for additional supports to help the music industry recover was enhanced um, financial support from, from governments what other steps can be taken to help the you know the artists get through this tough time before we start to see things really recover
1: I mean, you know what we've been promoting is that when an artist does do a live stream and they're monetizing it, you know, please if you can and you have the means and you want something different to do, tune into those live streams, um support them the best you can with buying their records if they have new material out or new merchandise items out and whatnot. Um, So we can only can only ask people to do so much. But those are those those are the things we've been doing. We've been trying to focus directly on, you know, the artists needs and career and things that are going to put money directly into their pocket so that they can, you know, get through these times.
0: Tim, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate the time. Uh, I hope we continue to see artists, uh, you know, persevere through this cuz uh, I love my music and I cannot wait to get back out to see some live music once again. So, thank you for, uh, you know, shedding some light on this important industry and and hopefully we can continue to see uh, artists do some great work. Thanks for the time. Cheers. Thank you. All right. That was Tim Podisik, owner of Onion Records, which is located in Hamilton, chair of the Canadian Independent Music Association. Sonic Onion has made records for bands including Danko Jones, Death Cab for Cutie, The Pixies, Treble Charger, a whole lot more. It's been around since 1993 and is one of Canada's largest independent music labels. Now, with all that said, I cannot wait to see live music again. It's probably the thing I missed the most during this pandemic. And I think summer might be the time when we start to see things pick back up as outdoor concerts could be held. The vaccination program will be in full swing. You know, not sure how long it will take for a lot of people to feel comfortable returning to packed clubs to see live shows. But I know for me, the temptation will be there as soon as that option is available to me. So I look forward to say maybe, I don't know, March when we see some vaccines more readily available and maybe just maybe a chance for some live music coming with that as well.